Hi there, welcome to Glenlyden Baptist Church's podcast network. We're glad you can join us today. If you'd like more information on the church, please visit us on our website, www.gebc.org.nz. We hope you enjoy the pod. <laughs> How is everybody this morning? Welcome into the house of the Lord. And um, may you be blessed as God works um, through our hearts this morning. Let me pray as we begin. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you made a way for us to have a relationship with you that starts now and goes on forever. Help us to have ears to hear and hearts open to what you want to do in our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. You see, church, as a child, I found my father to be absent, distant, aloof, too busy, uninterested, and often unapproachable. I remember asking him one day about what God was like, to which he replied, There might be something up there, some spirit being, some force, but whatever it is, it has nothing to do with your life. So just go on living your own life as long as you don't hurt too many people in the process. You see, I carry that view of God all through my welcome young people. I carry that um, view of God through my late teens into my early 20s, through But through an encounter with Jesus Christ shortly after a funeral, this left me questioning what does happen after we die. But up to that point, I was saying there is no God. And what my dad said about God was true. That there was something up there, but that something was not interested in my life. And he wasn't interested in what I was going through with my parents' breakup with friends taking their lives, etc., etc. But deep inside, I wanted to believe there was a God who wasn't absent, who wasn't distant, who wasn't too busy, unapproachable. And I wanted a God like that. I wanted to believe that God was like that. I wanted to believe that if he was real, he'd show me a sign. Am I resonating with anybody? Yep. (laughs) You see, we're created for a relationship with God and each other. Or put another way, we were created for community. However, as we know the narrative of Scripture, that community, that communion with God, was disrupted and broken by the sin and rebellion of Adam and Eve. And unfortunately, as you know, Um, things are passed on, hereditary things are passed on, and they passed on um, this issue of sin to us. And some of you might be thinking, well, I'm a good person, I'm not that bad. Well, actually, um, all of us have sinned, and our name would be in that all, wouldn't it? (laughs) All of us have sinned and fallen short of God's standard. So to our relationship with God, in 
in fact, has, sin has separated us from God. There's actually a giant abyss between us and God because of sin. Now, not only does sin have caused separation from God, there are consequences in this life and the life to come. Imagine for a moment being separated from God for eternity. Imagine. But there's hope, there's truth. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. One thing we've got to understand, though, is that there are two sides to God's character. First, he is love. We'd all agree? Yep. And, you know, he doesn't want to punish us. But God is also just and fair, and he must punish sin. So there's a problem. There's a, two things going on here. How can a, a God who is holy redeem and restore us into a relationship with himself? And at the same time, deal with the issue of sin in our lives in a fair and just way. God needed to design a foolproof plan that would totally depend on him and would work once and for all. You see, ladies and gentlemen, young people, (laughs) it's God's desire to restore and redeem us into a relationship with himself. We know this from the very famous verse, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We know from 2 Corinthians 5, 18 to 20, all of this is from God. Notice the word all. All of this is from God, who reconciled himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed us to the ministry of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God was making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Some of you need to be reconciled to God today. It's your day. So there was this problem of two sides to God, holy and loving. What's he going to do with this issue of sin? So God solved this problem in the person of Jesus Christ. And that's the question we're considering this morning. Who is Jesus Christ? In John chapter 1, verses 1 to 18, that's where I'm basing this talk on today. And you can follow me in your Bibles, John chapter 1, verses 1 to 18. Verse 1 says, In the beginning, so that's going right back to Genesis, in the beginning was the Word. And who is the Word? Jesus. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14 clearly tells us, And the Word became flesh and took up residence among us. Or you can say, he moved into our neighborhood. I like that. Do you? He moved into our neighborhood. We observed his glory, the glory as the one and only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. He's moved into our neighborhood. 
He's not distant. He's not aloof. He is interested in our everyday lives. The first truth statement that I want to make this morning is, in answering that question, who is Jesus Christ? The first thing I want to say is, Jesus is God, and he came from heaven to earth. Let's say that together. Jesus is God, and he came from heaven to earth. So he, he I was going to say he broke out of heaven. Well, yeah, he broke out of heaven and came to earth. But you know what? The, other, the next true statement is, he never ceased to be God. That's important. He never ceased to be God. He humbled himself, became like a servant. He lived with people like you and me. Take that in for a moment. He lived with people like you and like me. He healed people, the sick, the lame, the blind. He demonstrated and showed God's authority and power. Jesus lived a perfect life, unlike you and I. He had to because that was part of the deal. He showed us truly what God is like. In a further demonstration that Jesus is actually God, in the flesh with skin and bone on, skin and bone, that's what it is, yes. um, <laughs> he had authority over disease, nature. He even raised people from the dead. He never ceased to be God, but as a man, Jesus experienced all the pain, all the suffering that we experience. And he understands. So I've discovered that Jesus is intimately interested in my life and my struggles, your life and your struggles. Then we know as a man he suffered and died a cruel and painful death on a wooden cross to pay the penalty for the sins that you and I committed. You see, we owe God a massive debt that we could never pay. He was buried, but then he came alive again. Isn't that great? Otherwise, we wouldn't have a faith at all. And he rose from the dead. Where is he now? Where is he now? That's right, the right hand of the Father. He is in heaven now, where he is honoured, exalted, and sitting at the right hand of God. And from his place in heaven, he is offering us the free gift of eternal life. This could be your day to take Jesus up on the offer and receive the gift of eternal life, to have your sins forgiven, to have that relationship that you've been hearing about today and for several weeks um, gone by. See, that eternal life, that friendship with God, can start now, can start today, and go on forever. Maybe it's your day to, for that to take place. Philippians 2, verses 6 to 11 say, says, Christ, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, and he humbled himself, even 
to death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name above every name, and that at that name every knee shall bow on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Have you bowed your knee to Christ today uh, in your life? Have you come to him and confessed him as your Lord and Saviour? This could be your day. The fact is, Jesus is God with flesh and bone, who, well, we can't see him, but the early disciples did, obviously. He had, they could see him. They could hear him. They could touch him. They could relate with him. But his purpose, Jesus' purpose, was to reveal God to us. Jesus' purpose was to bring us back, that restoration that humanity needed to bring us back from that broken relationship with God. In our passage we're looking at today, John 1.18 says, No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, being Jesus himself, who was near the Father's heart. He, Jesus, was, has revealed God to us. This is what we're trying to do when we're answering that question. Jesus is God. He's revealed God's love and character and power for us. In fact, for me, you know, I talked about a sign before. As we're coming into Easter and the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the biggest sign that we ever needed. And yet some people have ignored it, missed it. Today is your opportunity to come to, the, to Jesus. I mean, the very fact he claimed to be God was why he was crucified. To further prove that Jesus is God, there are a few following scriptures. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. If you have seen me, you've seen the Father. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. A friend of mine, in fact, he's sitting in this room, he said when I was preparing this talk, he said, you could spend an entire year answering that question, who is Jesus? But we don't have a year. I mean, well, I don't have a year. I only have a few minutes. But let me, let me answer this in a simple but profound way. Excuse me a moment. So let me answer this in a simple but profound way. And on this, can we go back a slide? Uh, right back, oh, come forward. Yes, in a simple and profound way, let's answer that, this question today. So Jesus, repeat after me, because you may in the next few weeks have an opportunity because we're coming on to Easter, and someone might say, well, who is Jesus Christ to you? Here's something that you, you can begin that conversation with them on. So, Jesus is both God and man. Let's repeat after me. Jesus is both God and man. He lived a perfect life. He died on a cross and rose from the dead to pay the penalty for our sin 
and purchase a place for us in heaven. That's the gospel in a nutshell. This is why Jesus came. Let me illustrate this further by using my phone, and I need a volunteer. Hmm. Elshin. Give her a round of applause as she comes. <laughs> You're not doing a drama, so, yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of a drama. Oh. So Elshin is a workmate of mine, just this is an illustration, she's a workmate of mine, and she's been asking me questions of faith, and um, we're in, in this discussion about who Jesus is. So she's a non-believer, and so let's um, start a conversation. How are you going today, Elshin? Oh, can we have the... <laughs> Sorry. How are you? Good, and you, Lewis? Can anyone hear me? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we've been talking about matters of faith and that kind of thing, and, um, and you've been asking me lots of questions and stuff like that, and I've been thinking about this last week, and so, Alshin, who is Jesus to you? I have no idea who this Jesus is that you're talking about. Okay, you have no idea. Okay, all right. Well, can I illustrate who Jesus is for you? Yes. Okay, well, Jesus is God. He came from heaven to earth. He lived a perfect life. He died on the cross, rose from the dead to pay the penalty for our sins and purchase a place for us in heaven. Can I illustrate this further with my phone? Okay, so Elshin... What do you notice about my phone? It's got a cool recording device, hasn't it? Now, you can imagine if it recorded all the things I've ever done wrong, the good, the bad, the ugly, and in fact, all my sin that displeases God, and that sin is upon me. Okay, you make this making sense so far? Okay. And let's say this hand represents God. And when he looks down from heaven, what does he see? He sees my sin. Yeah, he sees my sin, that's right. Now, he loves me incredibly, but he hates my sin. In fact, sin is a separation between God and, and man. Now, God sees this struggle, right? And he sees us trying to do the best we can with our lives and make good decisions, but we just end up going back our, our own way, don't we? So he saw our suffering. He saw how we were struggling in this life. And in the person of Jesus Christ, God laid upon him all of our sin. Now, we were, we were sinful. We were men and women going our own way like sheep. But God was perfect. Jesus was perfect. He took our sin and took it to the grave. Eventually he rises. And now when God looks at us, what does he see? He sees me. He sees you, that's right. Where's the sin gone? In the grave. Is there anything stopping us from having a relationship with God now? 
No, so you and I can have a relationship with God that starts now and goes on forever. Does that make sense, Elshin? Yes, it does. So how do I start? Well, we receive this gift by faith. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so we receive this gift by faith. And it, but it's important to clarify what faith is by what faith is not. How many of you know Chris Hipkins? All your hands should go up. How many know about Chris Hipkins? Okay, all right, hands down. Um, this is not a political rally, I'm just asking a question. But, but, but if I wanted to have lunch with him this afternoon, how many of you could arrange that for me? The answer is no. Why? Because you don't have that kind of relationship with him. A lot of people know about God, but they don't know him personally. So we don't want that kind of faith. There's another type of faith that goes around, and that is temporary type of faith. And that is when perhaps you're in trouble, you've crashed the car, or you've, um, you've done something wrong, and you cry out to God, help me, help me, help me. Who's had that kind of prayer? <laughs> yep, and then once he's answered your prayer, you forget about him, and you go on living your life without him. You don't want that type of faith either. The type of faith we want is true saving faith, when you trust in Jesus Christ alone for your eternal life. That's the faith we want. And as you consider your response to God this morning, there are two questions I want you to... Oh, they're on the screen. Isn't she great? <laughs> so the first question I want you to consider in your response to, this, to God today, do you know for sure if you left this world today, that you'll be with God in heaven? Do you know for sure? Second question. This will really show you who and what you're putting your trust in. If you were to stand before God to today and he asked you, why should I let you into my heaven, what would you say back to him? What would you say back to him? Because the whole reason Jesus broke through into our world and into our time and into our history was to restore that broken relationship with God. That's why he came. In verses 10 and 11 in John chapter 1, he came to this very world that he created. He came to this very world that he created. And the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, the, the Jews. They, didn't, they rejected him. Are you going to be someone that believes in him today? That puts their full trust in Jesus Christ today? Or are you just going to walk out not the same? So what is your response today to who is Jesus? Because today is the day of salvation. Are you ready to bow your knee and confess Jesus as your Lord and Saviour? So if you want to respond to Jesus today, this is what you're agreeing to. Admitting that you're a sinner. Remember, still, God still loves you. But admit that you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus died and rose again from the dead for you. Commit your life to Jesus. Turn from sin and follow him from now on. 30 years ago or more, in this very room, 
I encountered Jesus Christ. He revealed his love in the power of the cross. He revealed his love at, the, at a funeral of a good friend of mine. Who is Jesus to you? If you need to respond in some way to the Lord, then please do so. Don't delay. Because I have a stirring in my, in my spirit, and many of, many of the family here have as well. The Lord's return is imminent. Be reconciled to God. Get right with God. Do that today. Um, as my four-year-old niece would say, I'm done. Thanks again for joining with us today. If you'd like to know more information on the church or reach out to one of the pastors, please visit our website www.gebc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day.